All right, everybody. So welcome back to the Frank Ops show. I don't even know if I can call this a show. It's just me, FGOGR. I talk about things. Nobody listens to it. And I, I go on my way. So right now I am driving to my folks' place for Christmas. And I guess that's what I want to talk about today, really. That's the topic for this one is uh, Christmas, the holidays. The, the entire festive season, as you will. I've uh, done all of my shopping. Everybody's got whatever they got. I've given things to everybody I've given to. So everybody that I care about has been accounted for in some way, shape, or form. And now I can just kind of relax and focus on enjoying the season, enjoying the music and the movies and the presents and family time and joy, I guess, whatever you want to call it. But yes, it is Christmas and uh, like anybody, I love the season. It's, it's great. Of course, it's 2020. This version of Christmas is different than every other version that's come before it. Many people are still not seeing family members for various reasons. Many people have lost family members due to the virus. Many people are out of work due to the virus. And it's a rough go this year for a ton of us. And I am grateful that I still have a job and that I was able to afford presents for everybody. Uh, I think I splurged well enough. I bought things that uh, you know not everybody necessarily needs, but just things that I thought would be nice for people. So, oh gosh, darn it. I am driving at the moment, so you're going to hear a lot of that happening too. And I've got Santa on the ways here, guiding me to my home, or my parents' home. I mean, as far as news is concerned about myself, I, my other show, my other channel, my other network, whatever you want to call it, Sports Goofs, is doing well. Surprisingly well. Especially given that we pivoted to being more podcast-focused than live show-focused. And that change has been probably the best change we've made ever. Ever, ever, ever. That's the best change we have made for the show. So I'm happy about that. It is growing and trending slowly but surely. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen now that NBA has started, NHL is going to start, NFL playoffs are happening, bowl season's happening. So we're going to start rotating in some new things. We've just been talking about football lately, and and I, I really am looking forward to basketball and hockey coming back, and then baseball around the corner. So there's that. My other channel that I'm going to try and start up, I'm still in the preliminary planning phases. I'm still cutting my teeth on sports goose with regards to how to promote and create a, podca uh, a podcast and working things out with that because really, I've been in the video development area since I started my YouTube channel, really. So I know a little bit. I've been to the YouTube um, meetings or whatever they had uh, uh, in Miami uh, for certain people with a certain number of subscribers. I, I've been to that, but for me now, it's it's about podcasts, and it's a little bit of a different world, but I feel like it's more lucrative. I'm not even sure if that's the word I want to use, but I feel like there's more potential for me given what I like to do. Part of me likes to speak to people and likes to teach and likes to 
show off new things because visually speaking I mean video editing is hard audio editing is hard too but video editing is a little bit of or not a little bit but a lot different because you have to but you have to show off the assets you have to show off graphics you have to show off film and audio just requires the audio and yes audio requires a different mindset you have to learn how to describe things you have to learn how to get people in the mindset without relying on visual cues however it works out easier for me because I don't have to worry about presenting that um, one of our ideas for sports goofs that I won't reveal just now would require some visual assets I don't even know if I have the time to do that and my buddy Andrew I told him look dude if you if he has I mean I think part of my issue is I want these guys to kind of push ahead with some of the production stuff and maybe that's a little asking too much especially for people who that that's not their thing that's not the thing they've ever been into it's hard to pick up getting uh it's hard to pick up media media creation it's, it's really hard it's not easy it's something for me it felt natural it felt natural to create something an image or a video or an audio and just kind of mash it together and boom this is what i made enjoy it if you want it might be crap you know my normal fgogr channel is just gaming at this point which is dumb but it's that's all i have time to do for that channel but for sports goofs i can i have a little bit or a lot more creative freedom with that and i enjoy it now uh, my third channel is more academic more professional and that is a whole new mindset that i need to learn and i'm trying to look up I'm just trying to get to the podcast stuff. Like, how do you promote it? How do you what what directories, what networks, what uh, how to, to share social media presentation equipment? All of that I'm still trying to learn before I can get into. All right, now that I have a podcast, how do I make a more professional centric podcast? Um, because I have Sports Goose, a sports podcast, and Sports Talk. I mean, I'm just emulating what I've seen and heard on TV, radio, and the internet from various amount of sources. And you know what was encouraging is when I was developing Sports Goose New Look, because that was, that was kind of the first big change for us back in, like, early November ish around that time when I started getting into this endeavor is we need a new look we need something a little different Andrew was for it he's like yeah ours is a little more ours is a little too generic and amateurish I'm like let's make something that's us and I wanted something sleek and modern something that could go forward in time and finally made that logo and and so that was the beginning of our our channel's metamorphosis into something good. <laughs> and I looked at other people's shows and podcasts. I went on Twitch. I'm like, let's see what's live on Twitch. Let's see what people are talking about sports on Twitch. And Twitch is just... Man, it was just people that just sat there with the Zoom cameras and just kind of talked. And I get that that's kind of what we do. But we don't have the zoom cameras because really I, I don't know who wants to see us speak we're not we're not eight we're not meetings we're not truly professional sports media i would say that i think we're sports media i i would consider us sports media i can consider us the mariana's trench of sports media we're down at the bottom but but occasionally man you get one of the big guys that wants to come down and see us like james cameron you know so somebody wants to see the bottom of the ocean there's somebody out there that's curious about it. So sometimes we will drag a dead whale carcass down there and have, one, have somebody that's a legit sports media member 
come in and talk to us. But, um, and, and I know, I get back into sports news, and really, this is my show. I can do whatever the hell I want here, all right? I'm going to talk about Christmas. Believe me, you. everybody's talking about Christmas right now. There's a lot of stuff out there, virus, and I'll get to it. Don't worry. If you want to skip ahead, you can skip ahead. I'm going to talk about this, and then we'll get into the Hollies and the Jollies. So, um, getting into that, that world of sports podcasts, sports creation media, it's not easy. I, it's daunting for a lot of people. I myself, I find it, uh, it's a challenge. I find it as a challenge. I find it as something to do. It makes me feel good, especially this year. This year has been, and this will roll into the Christmas thing, because this year has, I mean, it's been tough on everybody in some way, shape, or form. And I was, for the life of me, for, I think, yeah, since March, between March and November, trying to figure out how do we get this channel, how do I get Sports Goose to make it to the next level? How does, like, I keep, like, for the life of me, I've tried everything to promote and to show off and to just share and I can't do it and to get the guys into it because I don't think the guys realized what we had until this month happened we saw the growth like and I think they're finally finally getting into it like truly like getting into it I registered our logo for copyright I registered it with the copyright office. Like, I'm... Like, this is for real. I want to make this our thing. I want to make it a thing. It's going to be a thing. I don't know how long it's going to be a thing, but it will be a thing that's there and it's tangible and we're up there. So... I, we needed to do things to legitimize the show, and a lot of changes, man. This year has been, uh, we had season three, which is possibly the hardest that we ever had to do. Just I, me trying to keep sports goofs alive, because there was no sports going on. We had episodes, and I've talked about this before, I did 30 broadcasts of baseball games, all by my lonesome for the most part I think Andrew joined in like two or three of them but just me by myself and acting like I was a broadcaster broadcasting fake baseball games on on old retro baseball video games I did that and that kept us afloat it really did actually honestly did um, it kept us afloat it kept things going but I'm like, I just, like, we need to keep pumping something new. And I was trying to do whatever I could to get people to watch. And, and finally, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I listened to the CU podcast and Pat Contrary with Anchor. I'm like, let's let's get on Anchor. Let's see what happens. I was, I was intrigued. I was like, okay, no minimum listenership. I don't have to pay. I can just put my channel here and we'll, we'll see how this works. And... I was like, yeah, this is this is getting us slightly more than what we had on our on our video stuff. So that's it's a good supplement. But then, as I poured poured in more time and I made the decision, I made the decision. I'm like, we're gonna have all of our episodes on here. That was a big decision right there because it required a lot of work. It took me a month, close to, to get every single one of our episodes, all of them, scattered across, I don't know how many networks, how many uh, video platforms, because some of them have been taken down, some of them expired, Uh, but I pieced together, one by one, one by one, 80 plus episodes, and created the lineage and the timeline back to, to our first ever episode horrible as it was and it 
It worked. It worked. Once we had every episode on there, the numbers just started coming in. Because we had back stuff. We had stuff in the background. Whether it hurts us or not, I think it helps us more than anything. Because it's like, okay, these guys, look, they sucked at the beginning. But they're improving. It sucked at the beginning. They're improving. This is horrible. This is not made for a podcast. And now that the focus is on the podcast, our show, especially the last three or four episodes, our show really has changed. The dynamic has changed. And... I've got new audio editing software. I've got... I'm going to get better equipment. I'm going to get a better microphone for sure. All of that's happening as we speak. And it was just about grinding and finding something to do. I think motivation was the hard part about this year for a lot of people. is trying to figure out what to do with themselves. And it finally hit me November to December, like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of not doing much. October's when it really started, because I I refocused my efforts on my own channel to post new things. Even if it was just gaming, I'm like, I gotta beat some video games. I gotta experience some new things. I'm tired of watching the same things, playing the same things. I want to do something new. And I, you know, new overlays for my channel, new content, new everything, and I'm like, okay, I did that first, and then November was about sports goose, and it's even this December, it's about sports goose too, but it's a run up to this new thing that I'm going to do, and that leads into Christmas, I don't, yeah, I'm going to figure, it's, it's leading into it, don't worry, because as much as this year has been rough for everybody here in the U.S. where I live. The virus, we're, we're like one of the worst countries in the world for it. Um, our horrible president of the United States who was finally voted out in one of the hardest elections I think the country has ever had. Um, all the social unrest that happened. I think the Christmas spirits or the holiday spirits still found a way to permeate because December hit and it was like let's try and feel good about something for once let's have some freaking optimism here I've got a double rainbow happening at the moment actually hey now look at that Merry Christmas everybody Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. I don't know how many people celebrate Kwanzaa, but I'm not even sure about that. Uh, I have to honestly ask or research, like, black people to see if Kwanzaa is a thing or if it was just something that they try to make. Because I still feel like most black people are like, it's Christmas, people. It's Christmas. Uh, I mean, in Japan, a lot of them aren't Christian. And they love Christmas. So, I think, either way, it's, Christmas is Saturnalia anyways. It's a Roman holiday that was uh, appropriated by Christians to try and get people to convert and things like that. It's a whole thing, alright? Christmas is a whole thing. This, that's the history behind it. If you, if you want, you can look into it. If you, because, truly, Jesus wasn't really born around this time. They repurposed Saturnalia to kind of get people into it because it was already here. And it was, it was kind of like, okay, this is kind of similar-ish. We'll try and wrap it into this. So this isn't really the time that Jesus was born. This wasn't really it. Anyways, I'm going to keep driving through this double rainbow here. And uh, for me, I mean, my uncle... And my aunt decorated their their house 
So there was Christmas stuff all over the place. Um, and uh, my girlfriend decorated her house, her, uh, her condo. My my, uh, my, my parents, uh, or actually not my parents' house, my sister, because that's where all the decorations are. They decorated the home and everything, the trees there and, and whatnot, but um, people have gotten into the spirit a bit uh, and, because it's just, it's tradition, you got to do the things, and, and, and people want something to cheer feel happy about and cheer for so so I haven't listened to much Christmas music I think did I watch a Christmas film oh I watched a terrible Christmas film on uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 I saw one of those Uh, I've seen some corner, corner gas Christmas episodes things like that but nothing, I haven't really jumped to Christmas Sea into this season. And I, it really is been, it really has been the year. Normally, you know, I would do a thing, I would have gone out with, with her, and, and, and we would have uh, had our own Christmas. And, um, but it's different this year. It's just, it's just so much different. I, think that's just it's just been the year man it's for a lot of people it's not going to feel like Christmas this year because they've lost somebody or they they don't have the means to do Christmas like they would have normally been able to do so that also affects the spirit as well but I guess I could talk about past Christmases now this hasn't been a long I don't know how long I'll go with this. I mean, as a kid, of course you love Christmas. You, you ask for things. You want, you have your list. I used to make a list. I don't know. I think the last time I made a list was, uh, I guess, before I became a teenager. I guess maybe around 12 or 13 was probably like the last time I, I made a list of things that I wanted. That was probably like the last time that I did something like that. And for some reason, I, I think I finally, I matured enough to the point where I was like, I don't, I mean, people know what I want, or I'll, I'll name one thing. I'm like, okay, if you're going to give me one thing, get me this. And that was it. And then if you get anything else from me, that's fine but as well. I don't really ask for things for Christmas anymore. If somebody directly asks me, like, can you just tell me what you want and I'll get it for you, then I'm, okay, fine, I'll oblige. But for the most part, most years, I'm just like, just give me anything. You know what I like? Sports and video games. (laughs) You give me anything related to those things and I'll be good. I'll be good or food related. Sports, video games, and food. That's that's what I like. All right. You gave me a Mario game. I'm good. You gave me tickets to see the Florida Panthers. I'm good. <laughs> there, there's. I'm easy. I'm very easy. You gave me a hat with the Marlins logo on it. Fantastic. I'm good. There's there's not much that needs to be done for me. I don't ask for big grand things. Uh, uh, and if you give me something that's practical, I'll use it. Um, my girlfriend does that all the time. She got me a steamer and an air fryer. I use them all the time. That's It's easy. I like practical stuff. I like that type of thing. Okay, I'm going to use this. This is good. All right, the video games, I'm going to play this. This is good. The sports, I'm going to see this. This is good. The clothing, the sports clothing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear this. This is good. You know, or money, or gift cards. I'm going to use this. This is good. That's my thinking. I'm like, if I use it and I... that That's all I... You give me something I can use, I'm good. I'm good to go. All right? 
and I'll enjoy it if it's a form of entertainment like a, a sporting event or a game then I will I will view it I will enjoy it and that's it you got your money's worth and I'm happy holy shoes the rain is coming on Christmas here in Florida yes you can hear that behind you I don't even know how this is going to sound. This might be the worst sounding version of the show as I am yelling into the storm here. I sound like a weatherman covering a hurricane. It is incredibly loud. Oh my goodness gracious. And it is pouring here. I don't know how big this system is. But I have slowed down completely, and I am trying to navigate my way through this here on the highway. But that's a, okay, I guess I can talk about the, uh, the season itself, because, you know, the Christmas is normally associated with winter, because that's when it happens, and winter is normally associated with cold weather and snow. However, I've lived in tropical climates my entire life, especially in Florida, which is where I've spent almost all of my life, and winter's different down here. I've never experienced snow in the state of Florida. And it is very rare for, as this rainbow is actually cutting into my windshield right now, <laughs> at the end of a rainbow, it's literally on top of me. So, uh, I don't see any lucky charms. Hopefully this rain, I'm, I'm getting out of the system a bit. But yeah, anyways, yeah, it's slowing down a little bit. I don't have to yell as much, but... Look, I'm getting rain. I'm not getting snow on Christmas. I'm getting rain at the moment. And it's very rare that we'll get one of those chilly days. Every Because Florida does get cold occasionally. Every once in a while, we'll get one of those, one of those uh, cold fronts that will drop things down to the 50s. But rarely does it ever get down to the 40s or, or even the 30s. Those are really rare. So... We don't have the normal Christmas season as other people. We just kind of we wear shorts and, and T-shirts outside and, and kind of just enjoy the fact that there aren't as many mosquitoes out there when it's so nice and cool. And we're not sweltering. Anyways, that's, that's how Christmas is around here. And occasionally we'll just have rain. And we're just like, okay, let's just stay inside. But uh, that's that's as far as the season is concerned. Now, I guess I can talk about presents. Christmas presents. Christmas things that I've, I've received. I guess some of the most memorable Christmas items that I've ever gotten. Well, I, I think the most significant for me... Especially given what I like and what has kind of influenced my taste and entertainment and everything is uh, back in 1991 for Christmas and my uncle gave me and my sister a Sega Genesis. And that Sega Genesis came with Sonic the Hedgehog, the first ever game in the series. and. It was, that was it, that was the change, that's the kind of, the first thing that led me down this trajectory where I'm talking to you right now. I still love the horror gang to this day. And, I mean, that Sega Genesis, I, I still regret that the fact that my parents made us give it away to a, guess, slightly more needy friend of mine I would still I still haven't 
and I probably should try and find a a, a Mach 1 version of a Model 1 version of the Genesis because I really do love that console at the very least but I'm surprised I didn't buy the Genesis Mini and then hacked it but of course the fact that I haven't bought it is because I don't need it I've got too much gaming backlog as it is that I, I can't really I can't keep up at this point with my gaming and I, I guess I will talk about that maybe in, an, in another entry here we'll try and keep it focused on Christmas that I'm finally talking about it but yeah that Genesis baby that Sega Genesis um, which leads into the next Christmas present that I I found significant that I remember I remember being incredibly excited for and it was Sonic and Knuckles um, my parents had gotten me Sonic 3 for my birthday and of course I knew Sonic and Knuckles was coming out and I knew Sonic and Knuckles had the lock-on technology I don't remember how I knew all of this stuff I think it was just word of mouth and, and commercials and things like that but I just knew that Sonic and Knuckles was going to turn Sonic 3 into something else and Sonic 2 and, and I was like this is how do how I thought it was magic it's like you stick this game into another game and it makes a bigger game and or you add other characters like how does this work and Sonic 3 and Knuckles is still my favorite video game of all time to this day I played that thing, I 100%ed that game. I got the highest of high scores, I got the most lives, I got every single nook and cranny unlockable in that game. My sister beat all of the levels in Blue Spheres, uh, you know, beat Sonic 2 with Knuckles, all, all of that. We did everything. That was the probably the most used video game that I've ever played of all time. To this day, I still, once a year, I will sit down and I will play through Sonic 3 and Knuckles because it's like a pilgrimage. It's my mecca, if you will. I have to go and play this video game because I, I, I can't, I can't get enough of it. It's, it ties me back to my childhood. It, it makes me happy. It's the most. I have very... Everybody has their happy places in this world. Everybody has their, their their thing that's like, I'm at peace. Nothing will bother me right now. Um, for me, it's skating, whether it's ice skating or rollerblading. When I'm in a rink and I'm just there, and especially when I'm by myself, and I'm just skating along and moving, like, I zone and I'm at peace and I love it I absolutely love just being in that mindset I'm not the best skater in the world I'm not the fastest I'm not the most agile or the most acrobatic but I'm at peace man even when my body's tired I'm heaving I'm just like this is I, I love being here so, Sonic 3 and Knuckles is the same thing. Every level, every single thing, like, I, I just, I love being here. I love the lore that was created from that game. I love the storyline. I just resonated with it. And I got that for Christmas. I got one of the best experiences I've ever had. I, I honestly should buy a cartridge of Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles locked on and be like, you guys have to bury me with this thing right now. This is my favorite game of all time. This is one of my most favorite things ever. Ever. One of my most favorite things ever. So, and no game has surpassed it to this day. No game has surpassed Sonic 3 and Knuckles like, what it does to me on the inside. No game has impacted me that much. Now Mario 64, 
not Zelda Breath of the Wild, not Metroid Prime, not F-Zero GX, not Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, not Rocket League, not, I mean, uh, so many games that can go down this list, alright, Majora's Mask, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Doom, none of those games get me to that level, not... No Sonic Adventure 2. No Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania. I love Sonic Mania. It's a great game. Fantastic. It's up there. It's up there. It's one of the top five Sonic video games ever made. But I, it, I just, it doesn't surpass Sonic 3 and Knuckles. It just doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't get there for me. It just doesn't. So... That one was just, it makes me happy thinking about it. I was so excited when that game, when I opened that box and I saw it was Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Because the, the Sonic 3 and Knuckles box wasn't like any other Genesis box, it was a cardboard box. And I destroyed the cardboard. Um, that was before I knew that, like, the cardboard boxes from, like, the N64 and the Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color, like, I probably should have saved all of them because now finding boxed copies of these games is rare and expensive. Um, either way, I keep all my stuff anyways, but... Regardless, I destroyed the box because I was so excited to get to, like, this is it, this is the game, and it didn't disappoint. It didn't disappoint. That excitement for that game. I never... I, I. It's my favorite Christmas present ever. Ever. That is the essence of Christmas. Just a child getting the one thing that they've always wanted. And not only did they get it, but the present itself surpassed all of their expectations for how great it was or how great it was going to be because I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be plenty of kids out there who are going to get something today expecting it to be like this is going to this is going to change everything this is going this is the pinnacle of of, of human existence like this is where my life is going to change and maybe they get tired of it like two months later. <laughs> or maybe, okay, uh, I guess the Star Wars Battlefront 2 really is a horrible game and has a bunch of loot boxes and was a crappy DLC and <laughs> like, like something like that. I'm not sure. Or Cyberpunk 2077, that's a good example for 2020. You got it for your Xbox One, your base Xbox One that you've had and your parents can't afford to get you anything else. But they got you this game, and it runs terribly, and you can barely play it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's going to happen. But there's going to be a lot of kids out there that are going to open up maybe an Xbox Series X, or PlayStation 5, or a Nintendo Switch, or a gaming PC, or iPad or I have no idea something, anything or maybe a baseball glove or a football or basketball not sure, or basketball jersey or a hockey jersey or hockey stick they're going to get something or, or a cooking set I'm not sure but whatever it is or even a microphone, maybe the kid wants to do a podcast maybe he wants to be a YouTuber maybe wants to create videos, gets a camera, wants to make movies, and, like, some, some kid is going to get something like that today, even in 2020, somebody's going to get something so magical that it will change their life forever, and it will, it'll just surpass anything that they could have imagined, now, you must, you might be saying, well, Sonic 3 and Knuckles is just one video game, that's, like, but I'm telling you guys, 
get something that just makes you happy for the next, for the rest of your life? That's hard. That's a hard present to get somebody. That's a very hard present to find. And especially when it's like a kid that, let's see, I was seven years old when Sonic Sonic and Knuckles came out. When I got Sonic and Knuckles for Christmas, I was seven years old. I could lock it on Sonic 3 and Knuckles and make the greatest game ever made. In my opinion, yes, but it's up there. The fact that I've come back to the game several times. Several times. Like, I, I, don't, I can't, I don't, I, I don't even have a number for how many times I've replayed that video game. And I'm telling you, once a year, I have to get through it. I have to get through it. Once a year, I have to go back and sit down and play it in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's whether I find an original Genesis and find it that way, whether I emulate it on my computer, whether I crack open Sonic Mega Collection and play it on my GameCube or my Wii, I find a way to play that game. And... It doesn't get old. It doesn't grind on me. It, you know, like, it's not like I'm doing perfect speedruns of the game. It's just, I sit down, I grab a controller, I put on that game, and for the next hour or so, because the game's not that long, I just, I'm a kid sitting in front of my old, I don't know, uh, 14 inch, I, I can't even remember the size of the TV, CRT television with the Model 1 Genesis, the three button controller, cross legged on the floor. after school and playing Sonic 3 and Knuckles for the 80th time since I got it on Christmas like I played that game so many times as a kid that's why I can't tell you the number that I that I've, I've beaten it because it is like it was a playground for me it wasn't like I didn't have any friends or anything like that. It was just like... Um, that wasn't the case. It was just... Of all the things that I like to do... Coming home after school... <laughs> that was probably number one. And then I'll... Okay, I'll hang out with other people or whatever. But... Or watch TV. But for the most part, it was like... We're turning on Sonic 3 and Knuckles and we're going through this again. So... That, that game takes me back, and I, I don't know, man. What's the next closest thing to get to that? Sega could remake it? Sure. Can make a 4K remake of that game and do all the pixels and sprites all over again and make it stylized like that fan-made Sonic 2 HD. But... The essence of the game won't be different. It's just, it's just they could re, you know, the the Sonic Mania guys could redo it, just re-release it because it hasn't been re-released like Sonic One and Two and CD have been for various reasons. Sega could pour in the money to Michael Jackson's crew and all that stuff to try and get all the music and everything into the game. That's fine. But I can't see anything that will surpass it. Now, Sega's made direct sequels to the game. And it's like, no, nothing's good enough. Nothing's good enough. Nothing's been good enough. Nothing's been good enough. Since 1984... 
nothing has been good enough. 25 years, right? 26 years, yeah, 26 years. 26 years since that game was made. And I, I, I still can't, I still can't, I still haven't played a video game that's surpassed it in my heart. You could say in your like you can you can make all the judgments for your other for for everything. Okay, uh, there yes, of course there have been games that have been longer, games that have had better graphics, games that have had better sound, uh, games that have done everything in so many different ways, but none of them tug at my heartstrings like that do, like that does. I've had games that have that are up there. I have my top ten video games, I have top five video games, but nothing surpasses number one. Nothing surpasses number one. So, man, I have to move on because I keep talking about Sonic Three and Knuckles forever. I could, I could literally just go into a breakdown, and my YouTube channel has me playing through the game. I was doing my early on stuff before I made things a little more legitimate with my capturing of me playing video games, especially now that I have a real gaming PC that can handle a lot of things, but the next one is significant because it was the first one that my sister got for me specifically that she worked, she worked for. Like, she worked hard to get me this present. And it was a Power Rangers Megazord set. The second one. The second Megazord. Not the first one. The second one where, like, uh, has, you know, the dragon and all stuff from that. From, like, season two or three or whatever of Power Rangers. I remember my sister taking me to Toys R Us and buying it for me after, it was, I think it was after Christmas, but it was basically her Christmas present to me. I still have it. I still have it. I think it's, I mean, I'm sure on eBay it's expensive, but I haven't given it away. I haven't. And I think specifically my sister's like, you better not give this thing away or throw it out because I, I worked hard to get you this. And... I, even now, I'm like, why would I do this now? Especially, um, and then she told me that when I was back, like, as a, like, when I was a teenager and I was getting sick of Power Rangers. Well, actually, no, I got sick of Power Rangers, not when I was a teenager, but, like, you know, maybe a, a couple years after it was super popular. Like, I just got sick of it. But, she got me the whole set. All of the, all of the, the, the big Megazord, right? All of it. You know, you can transform it, you can separate them individually, like, have the sword and all that stuff, like, all of that. She got me that. So, that was, that's a significant present. I'm close with my sister. I love my sister. I love my sister. She's been, I mean, I, I can't tell you how much I love my sister. She's seven years older than me, and she's taken care of me my whole life, and that was, like, the first real thing she wanted to give to me, um, and, you know, she was a young teenager. She was, um, you know, she did, she did dog sitting, she did dog sitting and babysitting, so that's how she earned her money on the side after school. Dog sitting, babysitting, dog walking. So she scrounged up enough money to get me something, which I I, I can't. You know, 
she didn't have to do that. She could have saved up for, you know, college or some. That's that's what she was doing it for. She could have gotten, you know, anything for herself. She could have bought her own car. Things like that. But she gave me something for Christmas. You know. And that was. I played that thing to death. <laughs> I mean, I, I played that thing so much. I mean, the stickers are starting to wear off on it. I mean, that was that's how much I played that with that Megazord thing. It was that, it's one of the coolest toys I've ever had. It's one of the coolest toys I've ever had. And they've re-released it over the years, but I have one of the originals. sister so that is one of the ones that I remember the most as well so Christmas presents from here on out I mean every year once again I'm easy it's toys and video games alright after Power Rangers I got into Batman uh, Batman Forever and Batman Robin, those movies were out. So I got Batman stuff. I got a Batman. I think I think I got this for my for my for Christmas. I got a Batman mansion. Like it was the mansion from the Batman movies. So the front was like the actual mansion part, and then you opened it up, and it was like the Batcave on the inside. So that was really cool, and I loved that present a lot. I kept it for so long. Like I kept I keep a lot of my things. Until it gets to a point where I guess I'm old enough and my parents force me to give things away. Uh, things have changed. <laughs> things have changed since because I think everybody in my family has realized he's not growing out of this. <laughs> no, I'm, I have not. If you give me knickknacks and toys, I'm probably going to keep them. Of course, now it's all for display. Um, although I don't get as much as I thought I don't have as many things like that that I thought I would get like when Amiibos came out for you know the, when Nintendo was making them or when they still make them but like initially I'm like whoa oh man I'm gonna get every single one of these things and then I realized oh man I have no reason to get every single one of these things because there's not many practical uses for them. And I don't want to spend the money on all of them. If you get me an Amiibo, I will proudly keep it and proudly display it. But, Amiibos now, uh, it, it has to be something, uh, a character that I really like. Like, right now, uh, I had the initial set with, like, I have Mario from Smash because, of course... I have Sonic for Smash because, of course, but I have a chic one because, like, you know, I thought I would, like, flip it because it was at that time when Amiibos were rare and we didn't know which ones were rarer than the other ones, so, and then my sister, I think she bought it in Vegas, and then we're like, ah, whatever, just open it up and keep it, whatever, it's chic, I I mean, I don't play it in Smash, but, alright, I like Zelda, so that's good enough for me uh i got the yoshi uh i got those i think for christmas too the two yoshi yarn amiibos the uh a, a, a blue one and a green one uh let's see what else uh i have a zero suit samus because i like samus as well um i'm i think i got an 8-bit mario not sure if that was a christmas or a birthday present, but either way, I have it, uh, let's see, I have a gold Mario, I think that one was a Christmas one, because at one point they were rare, and then, and then they stopped being rare, so I just have it now, and I have a Mario cereal box, because I wanted the box, because I was Amiibo, and I'm like, ah, this is pretty cool, and I was really into Mario Odyssey, so sure 
and I have a snake amiibo because I like Metal Gear and probably the only Metal Gear thing that I have that I'll, I, I display so those are the amiibos that I have and I have no other real collectibles aside from that uh, I mean I do have it at my parents house and stuff I love plushies I love plushies I love plushies but I wish I I mean don't have many practical uses for them anymore I used to play with them all the time up through when I was a teenager man I, I love plushies of all the collectibles out there in the world, plushies are like the one that I, I really do. Um, I, I can't get enough of. You give me a plushie of anything, I'm, I'm probably gonna keep it. Um, I, I think, I mean, they're soft. They're kind of, they're miniaturized, chibi-ish versions of things that I like. I mean, why, why can't everything be like this? So. So we're coming up on four minutes left on this recording or before it ends, and I know I can add more to it, but I think I need to start wrapping up this Christmas conversation for now. And of course, we can always get back to this subject next year when hopefully things are a little more bright and jolly and everybody can see each other and we're all vaccinated and, and nobody has any diseases. Whoever's listening to this, if you've made it this far, regardless of what holiday you celebrate, what religion that you adhere to or don't adhere to, try and be good to everybody. This year has been rough. A lot of people have turned on each other. A lot of people who used to be friends aren't friends anymore. A lot of neighbors that you thought were okay suddenly were like oh man you think that and you're actually that type of human being on the inside try and understand people I had this conversation with my dad a few days ago I think there's a lack of understanding because people don't feel like getting to know people and getting outside of the comfort zone. And I guess I'm talking about like diversity and things like that, but it really does matter who you're friends with and who you're willing to interact with and where you're willing to go to open yourself up to new things. If you stay within, and I mean, this is hard this year, especially when we've all had to make our own little bubbles, but if you stay within that bubble, you'll never figure out what's going on. I mean, look at the movie Bubble Boy. Just think of the movie Bubble Boy. He finally got to experience life outside of his bubble in the hospital. He had to be in a bubble inside of his own design to get around the world, but... He still went to places and saw people and interacted and did things that he never would have done. And a lot of people are in that. And a lot of people choose to be that way. And I don't think that's the way you should go through life. Right? I think that's the only way to open up. And uh, I've been lucky because my family's had to move around and had to go to different places and live in different neighborhoods. And I've had to interact with different people. I've been to different schools that and all kinds of demographics and stuff like that. I've had mixtures of everything, and I'm glad that I did because and I've gone to college and I've done this and I'm working. Like I, I see people and I interact and I like things and I like new things and I like doing that. So for me, look to open up and understand people and and be willing to change in order to make yourself better and make yourself happier. So by this time next year... Okay, so I got interrupted just a bit there at the end, but I'm going to close on this. Yes. Experience new people. Experience new, exper new things. Be willing to open up your mind. Be willing to learn. And... You'll be much happier next year. 
you'll be much happier next year. You'll be a better person for it. Happy holidays, everybody.